Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests like our gambling analyst, Joe Fortenball, betting analyst, will join me live in a couple of minutes here on the Goodyear Hotline as we continue to dive headlong in this Football Friday into what should be a huge weekend. But before I bring Joe in, I just want to give everyone some insight into the staff. You know, I love that everyone has sort of taken to the hashtag crew. You hear from Hembo all the time. You hear from Bubba all the time. Nuno is a unique personality, right? He's just a unique man. And I don't know how to best capture the unique nature of his personality. Uh, Again, I, I, I say this all the time. What's going on, Nuno? Not much, Greeny. He would say not much. He has that verbal tick. No matter what you say to him, literally, as I've said many times, he could be standing in front of a burning building (laughs) holding a baby that had been thrown by its mother, an infant that had been thrown to safety by its mother outside of this building while the fire hoses were were squealing all around him. And if you said to him, what's going on, Nuno, he would say, not much. Yeah, it's just the way he is. But anyway, his notes are just brilliant. So he puts notes. He chooses for reasons not only to him. He puts notes on all of the games into the Google Doc for me. And I like it. So here are his notes. I'm just going to read you them. Panthers at Cowboys, he writes, if you want to take the Panthers seriously, they need to win this game. Okay, that's fair. Colts at Dolphins. I feel like the loser of this game, their season is over. (laughs) It's October 2nd. Classic week four take. Uh, Giants at Saints. Take the Saints and all the points. That's a bitter Giant fan, right? That's a, as I, you're, you're just bitter, right? Oh, yes, definitely. Bitter. Titans at Jets. With all the Titans injuries, this feels like a game you can steal. Does it, Nuno? I think it does. I think this is a game that you, you stay t- close to them and pull off that upset. Okay. Uh, from your mouth to wherever. <laughs> Chiefs at Eagles. Will the Chiefs finally cover the spread? Yes. Let the record show Nuno will never say anything good about a Philadelphia team. Literally never, right? Under any circumstances? That is correct. Yeah. Ravens at Broncos. The Broncos finally face a real team. He's just so, you're so, you're you're pointed. You're pointed in your commentary. Steelers at Packers. We are watching the end of Big Ben. (laughs) (laughs) I just enjoy it. And then my favorite one is last, and this would make a great headline. Bucks at Pats. Old guy coming up from Florida visiting his friends. That's well played. That is very good. That is an outstanding little note for my main man, Nuno, as I bring in my other main man, ESPN betting analyst and ESPN Radio's own Joe Fortenbaugh, who joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Joe. Not sure how to follow that up, Greeny. I'm going to be completely honest with you. This is going to be an underwhelming performance at best. No, hardly. (laughs) Only by comparison, but it will be outstanding as you always are. Uh, Look, obviously the Brady game is the one that is getting all of the attention. Talk me through how this number has moved throughout the week and where do you think it winds up? Nothing but Buccaneers money. Nothing but Buccaneers money. Mm. You can't find a bookmaker who's taken anything on the Mm. Patriots yet this week. They're all talking about it. Ticket counts are through the roof. Ticket counts essentially meaning how many tickets, what percentage of the tickets, the betting slips are on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's well over 90% right now at Caesars, who we work with here in Las Vegas. Game opened somewhere around Tampa minus six, six and a half. It was immediately bet up to the key number of seven. Bookmakers expected to go as high as seven and a half, which is where the professionals might get involved backing the Patriots. That's a huge move, seven to seven and a half. Okay. 
People need to understand that. Three, seven, these are very key numbers because games end on those differentials. 28-21, 35-28. So that extra half point isn't a half point. It's the difference between leading by seven and then getting a defensive stop and another scoring drive late in the game to cover that spread. So if you like Tampa Bay in this game, get the seven because it's going to go to seven and a half and you don't want to play that number. Here's what scares me to death. We talked about this earlier in the show, Joe. We've been waiting for you to come on. 94, the number you just gave me is in the 90s. Hembo just gave me 94% of the money is on Tampa giving the points. And if there's one thing I've come to learn, it's that 94% of the people are right 6% of the time. <laughs> but, but I mean, I, I love Tampa. And I think Brady is going to throw five or six touchdowns. I think he wants to bludgeon them. I think the fact that they're coming off a loss makes a difference. And I think the Patriots are not nearly as good as I thought they were. Like, I feel like this is a very one-sided game, but I, I'm terrified to go against all the public money. So how do I handle that? Okay, so remember this. All right, the public doesn't always lose. There are situations where the public will line up. They will bet Alabama in a national championship game against Ohio State, and they will cover that number, and they will win that money. So it's not a death sentence. And it's not as if the professionals have been lining up to play the Patriots at seven, right? They're waiting for seven and a half, and I don't even know if it's going to be that overwhelming because, and this is to your point, I don't think the Patriots are nearly as good as we give them credit for. I think two decades of dominance has left a permanent sear in our minds, as it should, because it deserves such. But we need to work our way through that. Since Brady left, they're 8-11 and straight up. They're 8-11 and against the spread. This year, they're 1-2. and They've lost both home games, and the three quarterbacks they faced are Tua Tungavailoa, Zach Wilson, and Jameis Winston. Excuse me if I might be shocking some people here, but Tom Brady's a bit of a step up in class. This all comes down to whether or not the Tampa defense can step up for once this season because they have been dreadful, giving up over 330 passing yards per game, which plays right into what Mac Jones should be able to take advantage of. Backdoor's open here in this matchup, but remember something. Everybody was lining up on Cincinnati last night and Jacksonville covered. And last year on a Sunday night when Baltimore went to New England, everybody was lining up on the Ravens in the rain, and the Patriots won that game outright. So the shockers do happen. It's such good insight here. Joe Fortenball with me. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's go to a couple of others uh, talking about the lines moving. What other moves this week have caught your attention? Your beloved Jets. Tennessee was an eight-point favorite at New York against the Jets. It's down as low as six and a half at some places. So again, through the key number of seven, which is very significant. Injuries to the Tampa Bay wide receiving unit and elsewhere are one of the primary reasons. Jets have been feisty. I know they haven't looked great, but you go against that defense in Denver and everyone thinks they can't play any offense. Same thing when you went against Belichick's Patriots. That's not the case. Tennessee gives up plenty of points. We've seen it all season. Jets are live here. If you're in a survivor pool, be very careful with Tennessee this weekend. They're going to be popular alongside Buffalo. Uh, The Rams were a six-point favorite. That got bet down to four as the Arizona money is coming in. I got to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of that one. Matthew Stafford is a huge upgrade over Jared Goff. The Rams are only starting to scratch the surface on what they can do offensively. They've got a marquee win over the Buccaneers under their belt, and I will never take Cliff Kingsbury in a coaching matchup against a guy like Sean McVay. If I'm wrong, so be it. I'll chase the money in a game later in the day. Green Bay was laying seven against Cement Boots Roethlisberger. That's down to six and a half. That's one of the shocking ones. Remember, Green Bay off a huge win against San Francisco. Uh, it's it, The travel coming back 
back across the country. Some are betting Pittsburgh here. I don't see it. That's a stay away from me. Okay, very, very good. Joe Fortenball, let's run through a few others quickly here because I really like these. Give me your favorite NFL plays this week. Two of them. Seattle plus three at San Francisco. The Seahawks have won 12 of the last 14 in this series, and they have the recipe for what beats the Niners, and that's a vital passing attack. Russell Wilson completing 73% of his passes. Seattle number one in the NFL in yards per attempt at over 10. That depleted San Francisco secondary has been awful this season. Kyle Shanahan, three 13 and two against the spread as a home favorite as the head coach of the 49ers. Mm. Don't be surprised if Seattle wins it outright. I'll also play the under 51 and a half in the Browns Vikings game. Jekyll and Hyde act with the Vikings defense is awful on the road. Decent and competent at home because of the crowd noise. We saw it last week against Seattle. These two teams play at a very slow tempo. Cleveland wants to run the ball under 51 and a half Vikings Browns. I love it. By the way, uh, I went with Joe Fortenbaugh's picks in my picks at the end of the show yesterday or last week, excuse me, last Friday, and we went four and one. Um, So that was outstanding. and, And that's the kind of thing that we're looking at here. Quickly, college. We're always looking for the spot Alabama could lose. They're a 14 and a half point favorite at home against Ole Miss. Is there a play here? First of all, previous point is the check in the mail for the four and one last week. Well, I mean, I, I, I wish I'd actually bet it. I actually just make the picks on the air. So hopefully, some other people did well with it. But what we'll get the, you there, Green. Yeah, we'll get yeah, you. There. I like it. For college football, I take the 14 and a half with Ole Miss. Alabama opened as a 20 point favorite. It got bet down to 14 and a half. As long as you're on the north side of 14, catching 14 and a half or greater, I'd play it. Ole Miss has had two weeks to get ready for this game. Matt Corral at quarterback can score a ton of points. He's the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy right now. Remember something last year, taking over this program in a pandemic with limited spring practices. Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin gave Alabama all they could handle in a 63-48 loss. That's a 15-point deficit. This Ole Miss team is better. I can't say the same thing about Bama. Their defense might be better, but their offense isn't. I take the 14-and-a-half with the Rebels. And then one more. Give me your best bet this weekend from college for those who like to play that. Georgia, Arkansas, first half. We're just playing the first 30 minutes. Go under 25 and a half points. Mm. Georgia's defense is nasty. They're giving up 5.7 points per game and 3.1 yards per play. Number one in the country. Arkansas coming off a huge win against A&M. I expect them to be a little flat early in this game on the road. They can play some defense as well, giving up just 14 and a half points per game. This season, I think this is going to be like Wisconsin-Notre Dame. Very tight as they feel each other out early. Then they'll open it up in the second half, but we're not even worried about that. Under 25.5 points in the first half, Georgia-Arkansas. I love it. That's where game day is tomorrow, by the way, also. All right, Joe, this is such great stuff. Thank you every Friday for this. I think the audience, I think, really gets a lot out of it. We appreciate it. I'll see you next week. Always a pleasure, Greeny. Good luck this weekend. Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN betting analyst. Starting Stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Up next, something that could happen in football this weekend that has never happened before. Tell you what it is right after this on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Previously on Greeny. I'm telling you, the Cowboys are so much better than I thought they were going to be. And Parsons is the biggest reason why. I said on TV this morning, if you're really just taking the V in most valuable player, literally, I think what Micah Parsons has done has been transformational. I think Parsons has been the difference, man. I really do. I think that kid is unbelievably special. I said that. Weekly Rewind brought to you by Dell for your small business needs. Call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. All morning long, by the way, the music of Sting, or in this case, the police, uh, of whom Sting was the primary songwriter and lead singer. And it's because it's his 70th birthday, by the way. You know something I've never done? I don't think I've ever done this. I've never recommended a TV show on the air. You know, everyone binge watches all these shows, Game of Thrones and House of Cards, and all. obviously those are extremely dated references, but the, the point of it is that they are dated because I don't watch any TV shows. I typically never have. But you know, we're empty nesters now. So Stacey and I found a TV show that we're watching, and the reason I'm thinking of this is because Sting is on it. He, had, he made a cameo appearance, a big, I mean, he was like the, an entire episode of one of them. And it is called, is everybody ready? Tell me if anyone has heard of this show. It is called Only Murders in the Building. Have you heard about it? I have. Uh, Lizzie is watching it on the plane it's at the moment. So, so is that the, good. Steve, the Steve Martin Steve one? Steve Martin. Yeah, I've heard of it. I have not watched it. It's Steve Martin, Martin Short, right, and yep. Selena Gomez, which is a very unusual combination of people. <laughs> yeah. I heard it's really good, right? It's really good. Um, How far into it are you? Well, there have only been, I think, six or seven episodes so far. I've watched five. So I think there's only one that, has al- that is already available I haven't seen. Um, but it's terrific. Very simply, it's about three people who live in this super fancy Upper West Side building, all of whom are, like, obsessed with true crime. Like, they listen to these true crime podcasts and stuff, like solving crimes. And then there's a murder in the building. And the three of them who don't even know each like other. on the podcast or in the actual building? In the actual building. Ah, there was a murder it. in their building. And the three of them decide they're going to solve it together. And it's just fabulous. They're all fabulous. The best one, guess who the best one of them is in the show, in my opinion. Is it Selena Gomez? It's Martin Short. I was going to say Martin Short, Short yep. is so <laughs> freaking funny. I cannot tell you how funny so he is. So it's a comedy about this person dying? It's in kind the, of a like comedy. Dark it's a comedy? It, 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 it's, it is... It's kind of dark. And tra- comedy and tragedy all in one, huh? Oh, I- I'm being told that it has already been renewed for season two. I like it. Yeah. All right. Um, so, so, yes, I love it. It's just, it's a terrific show. So, anyway, that is, I believe, the first time I've ever recommended one of these bingeable TV shows in the history of my life because I've never watched one before. I, I really don't, I really can't think of another one I've watched. Like, I watched Schitt's Creek, which was a great show. That was a regular show, though. That was on actual TV, although I, I didn't watch it on actual TV. I liked that, though. So I, I guess that's two shows. You've never watched a show that was not on TV, just, like, watching it Name every one. week? Name one. Name a show I might have watched. Uh, everyone tells me I have to watch this Ted Lasso. So I'm People planning on watching that. that. People yes. do love I'm that. I'm planning on watching that next. 
I only have, I think, one or two more episodes available right now on the murders one. So I'm going to watch. The problem is I wanted Sage to watch that with me because everyone was recommending it, but she's already seen it. So I'm going to need to watch that one on my own. Oh, so she she's did, already watched it. So she does one. this. Oh, is, is that, I go to bed cool early. Yeah, yeah. I go to bed much earlier than she does okay. and have for the entirety of the time that binging has been a thing. And so as a consequence, she's watched every all, one of these shows. Got she loves it. all these TV shows. Okay. She could name, she sits there, Yellowstone. And, so she has like a whole second life after you go to bed, just watching random TV shows uh, and who knows what else? Multiple. Second is understating it. She's got like <laughs> seven lives uh, w- without me, w- which brings us to a couple of other topics we have to get to today. All right, very quickly, I, I promised you something that could happen to football this weekend that's never happened before. I think Cincinnati could play its way into the playoff. You know, we live in a world where we have never seen a team from outside of the Power Five conferences taking Notre Dame out of the equation because they don't really count that has made the playoff. But Cincinnati is in this position to do it. They're actually ranked higher than Notre Dame is. They are a two-point favorite. If they beat Notre Dame this weekend convincingly, I think they have a great chance. They shouldn't lose another game. Now, that's going to hurt them. They have no one on their schedule. But I brought this up to David Pollack on TV this morning, and he said, and I think it's right, this is not a year where there's a ton of great teams. Like Oklahoma's been underwhelming in some of their wins. Ohio State has a loss. Clemson has two losses. <coughs> the teams everyone loves right now, I think, are Alabama, Georgia, and Oregon. Then right this minute, if the season ended today, I think they would put Notre Dame in there with those four. I just say, say for the sake of discussion the season ended right now because Notre Dame has some reasonable wins. Yeah, they've had three good wins. They've had three good wins. I think if Cincinnati beats them this week and then runs the table, which they would be expected to, I think they have a chance. Does that sound right? It sounds right, but I have to imagine that you're going to see all sorts of people complain and probably have good reason to complain if a one-loss conference champion or, a, let's say, a two-loss Clemson even, let's say they're on the table from now on. Not Clemson. Over a team No like way. This. No, not Clemson. People are going to freak out. No. People are going to freak out. Clemson won't pass them. I, I'm telling you right now, if Cincinnati wins out, they would get in ahead of, of a two-loss Clemson. But so much changes week to week. You, you, you might have a one-loss Penn State team or a one-loss Oregon team. Or, oh, no. Or some two, of them or might pass them. Or a two-loss Texas A&M team. Correct. A lot's going to have to go well, right. You could have an unbeaten Big Ten champion, and that changes all the math here. Of course. If, if the Big Ten champ and Oregon both wind up unbeaten, I think Alabama and Georgia, if they meet each other as unbeatens, in the SEC championship game, they both get in, both unless get in. it's a, like a whitewash. Cincinnati needs to win this weekend, needs to run the table, and get, in my opinion at least, a lot of other help. Okay, we'll see. You may very well be right. Um, anyway, that was what I meant when I said something could happen that has never happened before. I'm kind of rooting for it just because I think it would be nice to see the quote-unquote little guy get a chance. In the meantime... I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. We were just talking about marriage a moment ago here, and, and obviously mine, uh, in which my wife has watched all of these shows. She binge watches. They have whole conversations. So if we go out for dinner with people, my wife and these people will invariably engage in these lengthy conversations about all of these shows that they watch. And I don't even know what they're talking about. I mean, Yellowstone <laughs> had Kevin Costner in it. I, I didn't see it. Uh, there's all uh, any number of other ones that she has watched. So she has all kinds of conversations that I'm completely left out of, which generally speaking is par for the course. Yesterday on this program, we told you of a development in Hembo's marriage. You married two years now two to years. the lovely former Elizabeth Edwards. Mm-hmm. I remember when she was Lizzie Edwards when she worked for us, and she, now she's Lin, Lin, Lizzie Hembikitis. And she still works for us. And she still works for us. 
But anyway, I don't even know why I prefaced this. But the two of you have this cock- have a, a cavapoo, not a, a cockapoo, not but a cockapoo. A cockapoo is funnier than a cavapoo, but a cavapoo is funny too. It's what I have. We have a cavapoo. You have a cavapoo, and the dog is named Chase. It's not but- pronounced cavapoo. Like the uh, the emphasis is most definitely not on the poo there. It is for me. You're, you're juicing it up. No, if your name is going to be cavapoo. <laughs> I'm going to pronounce it however I like want. Like Pujols? Yes. If you're going to go out and get a Cavapoo, you're going to have to live with people making fun of the name. It's an adorable dog. Fair enough. It is a dog that has an Instagram account. Take it from one who knows. When the dog gets an Instagram account, you've got a problem. It's too late, right? I've, I've, I've lived this movie. I'm still living it. But anyway, this for those of you who are not with us yesterday, this has been the sequence of events. Lizzie making these decisions. When the dog first comes home, the dog sleeps in a crate. Then the decision comes to open the crate so the dog can wander around. Then the decision comes to lay some blankets on the floor so the dog can sleep on the floor. Then the decision comes to put the dog in the bed, let the dog sleep in the bed. Then the decision comes, we need a bigger bed in order to put the dog in the bed more comfortably. And so as I told you yesterday, the logical next step in this is the decision is coming soon that you are no longer welcome in this bed. <laughs> you will be sleeping in the bed seldom, not never, but seldom. The more common outcome of this will be you sleeping in another room or anywhere else, but not in that bed. So this is- She may lay down blankets for you at some point. <laughs> you may wind up in the crate. I don't know how this is going to go. Well, that's not a joke that I prefer you make. Okay, but- because yeah, you told me that you, there was some texting involved. Yeah, so when I... She heard this conversation yesterday on the show. I, I had a reason for doing so. I was hoping I would sort of make her feel bad or guilt her into putting the dog on the floor <laughs> again. You you would get her. Oh, you're so funny. It's just so funny that you think you can do that. You're, you're, just, you're so new to this husband thing. Not There's a thing? No, that does, it's not a thing. No, not a thing. But go ahead. So yesterday at about 12.05, right after the show, I look at my phone to this text message. You can sleep in Chase's crate tonight. And it came, and after tonight came a period, not a ha-ha, not a smiley face, <laughs> a period. Punctuation matters a lot in texting. That means she was serious. How did you respond to it? Did I you did give it a ha-ha or no, a smiley no, no, face? No, 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 no. I, I, I let it go. I showed up at home, and we sorted through it there. Okay. You so, what do you mean by sorted through it? Well, we talked through it, and we had a chuckle at that point, but she's not moving off of her position. And then I wound up posting this video on Instagram to try to get people to come to my side. Her using Chase's Instagram account, at Cavapoo Chase, posted i run this family and so you the know dog what? runs the family the dog runs the family like at this point i'm third in the pecking order right and any and so any, you think and you're way lower than third so anything else that comes in with a heartbeat am i just on the bottom at, no at each? you're not even third uh you're, you're not third now once you have children you'll be way lower but right now it's the wife then the dog then any number of other people and then you're just kind of hanging around down there picking up the scraps uh, who you got we finish it up with that next on espn radio Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. 
your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? All right, who you got? Again, it is Bubba, who is uh, an extraordinarily accomplished man uh, long before his uh, really now legendary career in radio production. He worked for the CIA administering lie detector tests, and, and thus he knows how to ask probing questions in an interesting way. And so it is his job now to ask several of me, and we will see who we've got. Bubba, take it away. All right. By the way, we've been researching feverishly back here, and Kendrick Lamar performed during the halftime of the college football playoff. That's what it was. National championship. I told game. you he played at something else so huge. You were, we were talking uh, about we were him being off air. Yeah, we were talking off the air about the halftime show at the Super Bowl this year, which has like Eminem and Snoop and um, I, I don't have it in front of me, uh, several other high, super high profile rappers. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre and, and Kendrick Lamar. And I said, I'm almost positive Kendrick Lamar. I thought he had played at halftime of a Super Bowl before, but you're telling me it was the college football championship. Okay, fair go. enough. Here come the questions. Got it. All right, let's do it, because last week you were 4-1, and one, so you're back over 500. My, Not bad. I'm way over 500. What, what, what is my record now? Eh, I forget. Like 9-7 and seven or something? Eh, it's way over 500 on nine the picks. And, it's 9-7. and seven, so All right, let's go. I don't know if I'd consider that way over. It's way over. over. It's way all over. right, let's start with the game. Bucks patriots is all we've been talking about all week, and as we know, it's Tampa Bay- Minus seven. So who are you going with here? Who you got? So we've, we've talked about this today. 94% of the money is on Tampa giving the points. And in my experience, 94% of the people are right 6% of the time. But this is that 6%. I think the Bucks are going to kill them. Hembo disagrees. We'll see. I think the Bucks win this game huge. I think Brady wants to run it up. I think Bruce Arians would enjoy that too. I think there is no mercy. I think he wants to stick it in everybody's face. So I will be very surprised if they don't win this game by more than a touchdown. I will take Tampa. I will give the seven. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Bubba, what's next? All right, how about Seahawks 49ers? Seahawks, they've lost two in a row, and it's San Francisco minus three in this one. Who you got? Well, I mean, this is very simple. Joe Fortenbaugh gave us this pick a little earlier as his best bet of the week. And I followed his advice last week, and that's one of the reasons, well, the biggest reason I went 4-1. and one. He gave me his best bet of the week this week as Seattle plus the three, which I will say surprised me, but he tends to know things way better than I do. So my pick this week for sure, Seattle plus the points. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Baba, what's next? All right, Cardinals, Rams, three and O versus three and O, and this one, Los Angeles minus four. Who you got here? You got anything on the public money on this, Hembo? Because, like that, that's another one that doesn't feel. What did he say about that game? Joe did talk about that game, but now I can't remember what he told us. This is a game uh, for which the public has has no, no money. Yeah, one way or the other. Like logic 
suggests. He talks about how the line moved. Is what he talked about. He's, yeah. The line is now. Well, Bubba told you it's minus four. It started at at about minus seven. So a lot of money coming in on Arizona. And what he said was. He still likes the Rams a lot. I do, too. Okay, I will take the Rams. So it's four. I will take the Rams giving the four. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. I like this. We're doing well so far. What else you got? All right, let's do Chiefs and Eagles. And I don't think anyone expected this, but the Chiefs have lost two in a row. But it's Kansas City minus seven. Can they get back on track? Who you got here? They never cover. Kansas City is the worst bet in sports with the points. They never cover. There's a stat on that that I saw. That they're like 2-12-1 against the number in their last 15 games or something like that. Yeah, dating back to last season, they've only covered in two of their last 14. They've only, and over that span, only won one of those games by more than six points. But this feels, to me at least, kind of like the right line. This, like, generally speaking, the reason that's happened is because their they've, sort of, so they, big. they've puffed the spread for the Chiefs. This number's not puffy to you, is it? Well, every game they play in is close. And that, that, well, as goes without saying, I have such a hard time picturing this game being close. I don't like the idea of giving two big numbers this week, but I think I have to. Um, is, is there a public on this one? Uh, not, at the, no, not at the moment, at least. And you've got to also remember the Eagles are playing here with a rest disadvantage, right, having played on Monday week. night, even though they're at home. Yeah. I dug into this yesterday on my Philly radio segment, and I have no good reason to believe that the Eagles are going to cover the seven. If you Fair can get enough. the Eagles plus seven and a half, it's worth a flyer, but I have a tough. That's a tough pot for no, me. No, this is the number we're doing is seven. These, regardless of where the spread goes, we're using these right. today's numbers. I'll take the Chiefs. I'll give the seven. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. All right, we have one more. All right, and the second most important game of the weekend: Panthers, Cowboys, first place versus first place, and we've got Dallas minus four and a half. Who you got here? So, Hembo, you're telling me that the injury to Christian McCaffrey doesn't have any impact on that line. That if McCaffrey was playing, they would st- the Cowboys would still be a favorite. At most, he impacts the line by half of a point. Hmm. Anyone other than a quarterback, that's just going to be how it. That's just how it is. A point at most, half a point more likely. This is such a complicated game because the answer I want to give you here is I don't know. I don't know how good Carolina is. As anyone who watches the TV show knows, I have bought in in a big way to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Can I just have I taken points in any game so far? Because I just I don't like the idea of giving points. In, like my Seattle, incl- I took points in one game. Yeah. I, my inclination is to give the points. How confident are you, Bubba? Feeling pretty confident. Yeah, but you always do. Like you feel confident. Uh, uh, like last year. When the who was the quarterback they had from James Madison? Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci. Ben yeah. You were still telling me they were going to win. The waiter. Uh, Feeling so. a little more confident this time, though. Uh, and how do you feel about the Panthers <laughs> operating with a three-day rest advantage too? That's part of this math, right? Yeah, it's it's it, it is a big disadvantage for the Cowboys. They played on Monday night, Carolina. Nah, nah, nah. Like this is see, this is what Bubba. They look this pretty is, good. At, they look pretty good on Monday, and they're at home still. This is what drives me crazy about get Bubba. Big deck game. He picks the games I gotta pick. So I, this is a game I would otherwise stay away. from. Yeah, this from. is a selection bias. But we're playing. We're playing the who you got. It's his call. This is the best run defense the Cowboys have played by far. Yeah, but I'm by not a, far. But Dak, I'm not afraid of that. Like. I don't think Dak is afraid of that. I got to do it. I'm giving the points. I will take the Cowboys oh. minus the four and a half. Hashtag KOD. Oh. I, I play right into his trap. The kiss of death. Carolina's going to win this game outright. You should take them with the money line, and you're going to regret that on Monday. You believe that? 
You believe Carolina wins this game? Carolina wins this game outright. Okay. He well, just doesn't want me to wear the jersey because we well, know did, what did, happens. Ding, ding, How about Dallas this? wins. Wait. I'm wearing the jersey oh. all of next week, and then they got the Giants, which might be two weeks of wearing the jersey. Well, that's correct. You have you unquestionably have to wear a Cowboys jersey every single day yeah, until so, they lose exactly. a game. Exactly. So we're. I mean, I mean, for, if if this thing goes fifteen weeks, you're wearing the jersey fifteen weeks worth of days. The point is, Hembo just picked against it. So can we get a wager here? Last week, the two of you had a wager because your teams played each other. Hembo had to wear the cowboy hat. Now, Carolina is not your team. No, but they're going to put up a better fight, I think, than your team did. I, I don't just think that they're going to cover. I think Carolina wins win. the game outright. What, what what bet can we make? I mean, are there any other articles of cowboy-like clothing sitting around here, Bubba? What do you think? What do you think I should do, or what do you think I should wear? What do you think I should? What's eat? a good wager? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I mean, I don't know what else we got over. Well, there. you're so quick on your feet. That's the beauty of Bubba. Is he's got just that what immediate. Fa- Bubba, what's your favorite Dallas cuisine? Maybe I can maybe I can buy you lunch on Monday and you can eat it. In no, front of there's us no lunch. No he, lunch. Okay. I, I think I think we're gonna have to do. I think I think you're gonna have to get a cowboy jersey. Oh, I think no, we're no, gonna no, have no, to no, get no. one of these jerseys no, up no, no, here, no, no, and you're no. gonna have to wear it. I think you have to. I think you have. I was to. hoping. I was yeah, hoping it would just be lunch. <laughs> and I'm not even sure what him. What, what is Bubba gonna do? Like wear a Sam Darnold jersey? <laughs> I have a Sam what an Darnold. Awesome wager. I think I have a Jet Sam Darnold jersey. I definitely don't have a Panthers Sam Darnold jersey. <laughs> All right, we'll figure it out. Anyway, uh, the best part of who you got is we always have some fun questions tacked on at the end. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. This one's a fun one because before their concert in Charlotte the other night, Mick Jagger went out for a quick beer at a local bar. He took a picture outside standing by himself with a drink and no one recognized him he was literally just standing outside in the dark had a hat on no one knew he was there he was just standing there having a beer it was pretty great it's a funny picture but if you could uh, have a drink with any current rocker who's alive who would it be who you got i'm glad that you specified the current rocker has to be alive um i, I am well, a- i mean nuno picked three people who were dead so I <laughs> that's correct gotta stipulate that. well, so they're not current um here's here's what i would say a, I saw that picture, and it's awesome. B, Mick Jagger would be really high on the list. My wife would lose her mind. Stace loves Mick Jagger, loves. The two guys she loves in, in music are Mick Jagger and Steven Tyler, the lead singer of, of Aerosmith. Who would I most want to have a beer with? I mean, my favorite musicians are like Paul McCartney and Paul Simon and some people like that, but I, I think... The most interesting one to talk to, this is going to be a little off the, 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 what you might expect me to say, would be Elvis Costello. I think Elvis Costello is, his right. lyrics are so incredibly fascinating to me, and I loved him all through my childhood. Yeah, I think you got to factor that in when you're saying having a beer with. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's a, you want to sit and talk. Yeah, like, it would be super meeting, cool yeah. to say I had a beer with Mick Jagger, but I, my, gut, my gut feeling is it wouldn't be as interesting. I, let me put it this way. If it's going to be for five minutes, I'll take Paul McCartney. If it's going to be for an hour, I'll take Elvis Costello. Is that a fair stipulation? I think that makes sense. Okay, well done. Does it take you an hour to drink a beer? No, no, but we get to chat. My point is I'd like to talk with this person. I'll have as many drinks as that person will have. (laughs) (laughs) When I I met Larry David, we were actually sitting together at a dinner, and I was sitting with Larry David, and I said to him, just to be clear, you just tell me when you're leaving because I I won't take offense to it. I will sit here until you leave. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I mean, that's, what, that's what I did with Ripken. When we I, had when been I there for two hours. I was like, well, whenever you want to go, just get up and go. Because there was never going to come a time when I'm going to say, you know, Larry, I got to hit the sack. We're done here. So we just sat there the entire night uh, until he decided it was time to go. Uh, all right, Bubba, what's next? All right, 39 years ago yesterday, uh-huh. Cheers debuted on NBC. And it's got a great theme song. So who you got as your favorite sitcom theme song? See, I have very few talents. But one of them, this is a very good theme song, but one of them is I could sing you the theme song or at least tell you the words to the theme song of practically every popular television show from the 1970s. Cheers is from the 80s. Obviously, I know the words to this because everybody does. But the 70s, so you just... You name the show, I know the words to these show uh, to the to the theme song. So if I had to pick my single favorite, I mean, I loved the theme song to Different Strokes. I loved the theme song to uh, Welcome Back, Cotter. But if I'm going to pick one for you, because I just think the words, I love the, the the theme song to One Day at a Time. Again, these are super old shows. But if I had to pick one, I think I would pick fa- um, I would pick uh, uh, Facts of Life. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life, the facts of life. There's a time you got to go and show you're growing now. You know about the facts of life, the facts of life. If the world never seems to be living up to your dreams, uh, th- th- that's the facts Is of life. Is it a rap? So, no, it's not. I'm, just, just I'm not the, singing just, it. I've never seen this show. No, you've never I'm seen just, facts of life? No, I'm just that's taking That's a your, very old show. How about the Brady Bunch? Is that a, that's a better, does, does that count as a, as a 70s sitcom for you? Yeah, like that's, uh, that was everyone from the knows, 60s. Everyone actually knows those words. Yes, everyone knows those words. I'm not saying no, but he asked me my favorite. The Brady Bunch is not my favorite. Here's the story of a lovely lady. It's that so doesn't even, catchy. That doesn't even compare to these other classic no, themes. No, there are much that's better ones. That's not even ones. a good theme. Like, these are <laughs> Correct. Hello, Friends. Cotter's the, is a great the Friends theme, theme song's pretty like, good. Good times. Oh, get out of here with Friends. Oh, it's very good. Turn his microphone off. That's just a song. I want his. That's right. I want his microphone turned off. These are all songs. No, I want. Who has the ability to turn Hembo's microphone off. I want it off. I want you just to be to sit there the rest of the show, and you can talk, but I don't want anyone to hear you. <laughs> All right, one more. All right, tomorrow, Sting, as we've been talking about, he turned 70. It's tomorrow. So which do you prefer, the police or solo Sting? Who you got and who you got for your favorite song by Sting? Big time police. I was a huge police fan. I still think the police are one of the greatest bands of all time. I enormously regret never seeing them live. They did have a reunion tour like 15 or 20 years ago, and I didn't go, and I regret that enormously. What is my favorite police song? I think I would say Every Little Thing She Does Is Magic which I have described many times as, I think, the most perfectly romantic love song ever written. I love Sting. Happy birthday, Sting. Gordon Sumner, by the way, his actual name. Elvis Costello? Declan Patrick Aloysius McManus. Oh, yeah. Greeny knows irrelevant stuff. See you Monday. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.